There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Welcome to Harvest Christian Center. I'm Dr. Foreman, and you're getting ready to hear an incredible message from God's Word. If this message speaks to you in a supernatural way like we believe it will, be sure to let us know at our website, harvestcc.me. If you're led to sow into the ministry of Harvest Christian Center, you can do so as well by visiting our website. Get ready to prepare your heart, mind, and spirit to receive this incredible Word that God has for you today. Remember, love God, love people, and love life. Let's go into the message already in progress. Your Bibles, how let's make our confession of faith together. We're going to get into the word today. Let's say it together. This is my Bible. It is the living word of God. It gives me abundant life. I am not just a hearer of the word. I'm a doer of the word. This word teaches me that I am more than a conqueror. My spirit and my mind are prepared to receive and apply the message Remain standing. Go to one verse, Genesis chapter 50, verse 20. Genesis chapter 50, verse 20. We welcome those watching in all of our campuses today. We want to thank God for uh, uh, Deacon Kelly Clarkson for bringing uh, today's selection. (laughs) Genesis chapter 50, verse number 20. You got it? If you're still flipping, say, hold on, Bishop. I'll wait for you. Genesis chapter 50, verse number 20. Y'all got it? If you don't have it, look on the screens. Here it is. It says, but as for you, this is Joseph talking to his brothers that had recently, uh, over the last few years, had betrayed him. You, you know betrayal, don't you? He says, but as for you, he says, you meant evil against me. <laughs> you, you thought you were going to hurt me. You thought you were going to break me. You thought that I wasn't going to make it anymore. You, you thought that that was going to be my end. You thought that if you walked out that nobody else would walk in. He said, you meant it for evil against me. But God, somebody shout, but God. Uh, but God meant it for good. <laughs> in order to bring it, it, it about as it is this day. Now, now, Joseph is saying, listen, uh, uh, and we'll talk about it in a minute. Joseph is saying, listen. Uh, you thought that when you threw me in that pit and betrayed me, that that was going to be the end of me. But Joseph said, here it is now. Uh, you're coming to me asking me to save you. And so he says, in order to bring it, in, uh, to bring it about as it is today, to save many people alive. Yeah, yeah, I just need you to get it. You've, you've heard this, but I just need you to get it. But as for you. Some of y'all got some as for yous. There's some family folk that's the as for you. Some, 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 some friends that are the as for you. Some, some co-workers that are the as for you. Some, 
He said, but as for you, you meant this to kill me, to shut me up, to stop me from praying, to keep me from coming to church, to keep me from worshiping, to to make me stop giving, to to make me leave my family, to make me, you meant this against me, but God. I just think we need to take about a 35-second break right here and just thank God for the but God. That thing was supposed to kill you. It was supposed to take you out. But God. Somebody in the overflow needs to just shout that out. But God. You meant it for evil against me. But God minute for good to bring it is like it is today so that when I had an opportunity to do to you what you did to me I could show you what forgiveness looks like I can show you what grace looks like I can show you what mercy looks like speak in this house what doesn't kill us has made us stronger but God Ah. Father, Taylor, make this word so that everybody hearing it would think that it was individually made just for them. Speak to them in such a way. I pray that the scales would fall off of their ears so that they would hear what you're saying, not what they think you said. That they would hear the preceding word, the rhema that is coming out of the mouth of God. The fresh bread that's getting ready to be delivered from heaven. Father, we want to hear you and we want to hear you clearly. Somebody shout, speak, Lord. In Jesus' name. Have five, two or three people as you take your seats. Just tell them, say, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. What? You can be seated. Uh, for the next nine weeks, we are going to take some uh, popular and well-known songs in our culture and extract spiritual principles from them that can improve our lives. Now, some of these messages I am going to teach uh, in the series a few different ways. Some we're going to go lyric by lyric. Uh, some we're going to go verse by verse. Some we're going to use the song simply as a backdrop to scripture. But hear me, everybody, somebody say everybody. Uh, that means the person sitting next to you, the person in front of you, the person behind you. Everybody will face seemingly devastating situations in life. Uh, look at somebody say, you're not the only one. Uh, you, you're not the only one that's been lied on. You're not the only one uh, that's been cheated on. You're not the only one that's been sold a bill of goods. You're not the only one that thought it was one thing but then found out later on it was something else. Uh, somebody shout, I'm not the only one. I'm not... Uh, and a reality check, if you've never been devastated, then you're not ready to be elevated. Uh, you, you, uh, somebody's going to get something in this house today. Everybody's had to face devastation. Maybe, watch the screen, maybe it was alcoholism. Maybe uh, it was depression that you had to face. Maybe uh, it was fear. Maybe you had to go through and live through a natural disaster, Jesus Christ. Maybe uh, it was a broken relationship. Maybe you had to go through some imprisonment. And sometimes it's not just natural imprisonment, but sometimes it can be emotional and imprisonment. Uh, maybe you had to go through a tough financial situation. Maybe you used to be on top and now you feel like you're on bottom. Maybe you used to have more money than what you knew what to do with and now you're just trying to figure out how you're going to take the five dollars you got left and make it last uh, through the end of the week. Maybe you had to go through unemployment. Maybe you invested years in the company and then the company told you just how much they thought you were worth. 
Oh, nobody's ever had to deal with unemployment. Uh, maybe you had to deal with the death of somebody. Maybe somebody that you loved all of a sudden was with you one day, and then the next day they had transitioned into the, uh, to another portion of life. Maybe you had to deal with peer pressure. Maybe there are people around you, and don't think, grown folks, that this is just for the students because uh, some of y'all made the bad decisions you made because somebody was in your ear telling you something, pressuring you to do something you had no business doing in the first place. Well, child, if I was you, but baby, you're not, so you can't. Okay, watch this. Uh, maybe it was rejection. Maybe the people that you wanted to be accepted by uh, rejected you. Maybe uh, you had to deal with abuse. Maybe uh, there was some addiction that was in your life. Maybe you were homeless or maybe you've had some family problems. Everybody has got to go through devastating situations. And the truth of the matter is that the majority of those situations aren't the actual situation. Uh, they're simply coping mechanisms for a very deeper issue. Uh, alcoholism is not an issue, it's a coping mechanism for another issue. Depression is not an issue, it's a coping mechanism for another issue. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Sleeping around is not the issue, it's a coping mechanism for another issue. Okay, y'all ain't gonna say nothing, so let me just come down your street. Smoking weed is not the issue, it's a coping mechanism for... Abusing your family is not the issue, it's a coping mechanism for... Watch this. This song, as performed by Kelly Clarkson, is a narrative about a man that she loved walking out of her life. And in him doing that, she's left to pick up the broken pieces to rebuild her life. Anybody ever been in that place where you left with a shipwreck and they gone and you're the one that's got to figure out, well, where does this piece go and where does this go and how am I going to deal with this and all of this? What, what, what's interesting, uh, I want to parenthetically insert this. What's interesting is that the song doesn't say why he left. It doesn't say what she may have done to cause him to leave. I don't know. After all, see, the ladies are going to drop out right here. That's fine. Maybe she was a sister girl and he wasn't into all of that. Oh, y'all know sister girl. You can be white, black, Hispanic. You can be anything and be a sister girl. Your sister girl is all is here. You don't know Nan. I ain't the one. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. She, 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 doesn't, she, doesn't, she doesn't say what she may have done to cause him to leave. She doesn't say what he did that may have uh, caused the breakup of the relationship. She didn't indicate whether or not they had went to any kind of spiritual guidance sessions to try to rebuild their relationship. She didn't indicate whether or not he or she had been dealing with a root of rejection from their childhood. She didn't indicate any of that. Here's the point I'm making. Don't always assume. See, an assumption is a conclusion without evidence. Or presume, a presumption is to conclude based on probability. Don't assume or presume that devastation is by divine orchestration. I'm going to say it again because you missed it because I was using words with too many syllables. Do not assume that de all devastation is by divine orchestration. Sometimes it's you. And I know you don't want to hear that, but I just got to tell you the truth because the man that pays me makes sure that I got to deal up here and tell the truth. Sometimes it wasn't God that was doing that, and sometimes it wasn't Satan that was doing that. Sometimes some of the stuff you deal with, baby, that was just you. Uh -huh. Sometimes it was the voice of wisdom that you ignored. Come here, spiritual sons and daughters. Sometimes it was because you ignored the voice of your man of God. Some, sometimes some of the stuff you go through is not because of anybody else. Sometimes the devastation. 
But you know what? No matter what caused the devastation, what I love about Jesus is that he specializes in taking people from the bottom to the top. He specializes in taking what's at the tail and making it the head. And even when you backslide, even when your devastation is caused by you, uh, you know what a backslider is. It's someone that turns away from what they know to be correct, which means you could be in church every Sunday and still be backslidden. Oh, y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. You could be here every Sunday and you could be here every Wednesday, but still turn away from that which you know to be correct. But what I love about Jesus is that there's only so far back you can go before you're going to get pushed into Psalm 23, 6. Listen, what's Psalm 23, 6? Surely goodness and mercy are following me, which means I may back up from God. But the further I back up away from him, I'm getting pushed into goodness and I'm getting pushed into mercy. You ought to look at somebody and say, thank God what's behind me. Thank God for what's behind me. I may have walked away from God and some of you might be in this place today and you might say, Bishop Foreman, I've gone so far away from God that I need to hear you while you were going backward. You were just getting pushed into God's goodness and you were just getting pushed into God's mercy. Bishop, what's God's mercy? It's when God doesn't give you what you do deserve. Bishop, what are you trying to say? The wages of sin is death, which means some of the stuff that you've been doing, you ought to be messed up, jacked up, living in the streets somewhere. But mercy said no. You sh- oh, God. The way you've been acting, you should have lost your family years ago. But mercy said You should have lost your job a long time ago. But mercy said no. Regardless of what caused the devastation, even when you back up, God got this thing so hemmed up that you back it up into goodness and you back it up into mercy. But now watch this. But now watch this. Today, I'm going to preach Kelly's song verse by verse. And at the end, we're going to have a conversation with a man named Joseph. You know Joseph. Uh, Joseph from the Bible, the verse that we just read. We're going to have a conversation with Joseph. And when it gets good to you, I just, I just need y'all to say, preach, Bishop. So when, when, when it gets good to you, touch your neighbor and say, when it gets good to you, shout preach, Bishop. Watch this. Here it is, verse by verse. She says, she starts the song out. She says, you know, the bed feels warmer sleeping here alone. You know, I dream in color and I do the things I want. Listen to this. Isolation causes inner renovation. You won't work on you until there's nobody left in the room but you. Uh-huh. But see, now watch this. Every renovation isn't necessarily a good renovation, which means you determine in your moment of devastation whether or not you're going to progress or regress. You you, you determine whether or not you're going to advance or retreat. You you determine that because people say things like uh, the song says, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. That's not really totally true. Uh, what, What doesn't kill you that you learn from and learn to apply makes you stronger. Because some folk, the truth of the matter is, while they're breathing, they ain't alive. Uh huh. They're just dying daily. I'll deal with that in a minute. Sit down. Say isolation, isolation causes inner renovation. Now, now check this out. That's not in God's hands. That's in your hands. What you do with what happens to you is not 
in, at God's discretion. It's at your discretion. That's why you can see people who are real spiritual and they pray and they do this and they do this and they do that, but they still jacked up. They still messed up. They ain't got no victory. You talk to them, talk like they've been baptized in pickle juice. They don't have no good report. They don't have nothing good to say. Why? Because they went through stuff, but they never caused their renovation to be progressive. It, be, it became regressive. So what they did, instead of learning how to love better, is they stopped loving entirely. I'm just telling you what, 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 what Kelly was saying. you got to make up your mind that while you're in the middle of your devastating situation, I'm going to maximize every moment of it. Which means, watch this, which means, watch this, you have to become a student of your own mistakes. Look back and say, you know what? I could have did that differently. I could have did that. Now, I can't be responsible for another grown person's actions, but I could have certainly did this different. I could have looked at this different. I didn't have to yell that time like I yelled. I didn't have to holler like that that time. I'm a student of my own mistakes because the greatest gift a man can give to himself is the knowledge of himself. Then, then, then Kelly says, she says, you think you got the best of me. <laughs> you think you had the last laugh. But you think that everything good is gone. Listen, listen to me. Listen to me. Your greatest advantage over any enemy is their overestimation of themselves. Come here, Facebook fans. And their underestimation of you. Only a fool shows up and throws up everything he knows. Your greatest advantage is that they don't know what you've already conquered. Bissy, what are you trying to say? Bissy, what are you trying to say? Uh, 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 let's first define an enemy because we, we got to make sure we're on the same page. An enemy, hear me, an enemy is any noun, person, place, thing, or idea that opposes your forward progress. That's an enemy. Do you understand that? Which means an enemy could be in your house. Okay, all right. Y'all gonna act like that? Uh-huh. Uh, an enemy could have your blood in their veins. Can I take it here? You could be sleeping with. Because an enemy is anything, any person, place, thing, or idea that opposes your forward progress. Now check this out. I told you your greatest advantage over any enemy is their overestimation of themselves, their underestimation of you. You know the story of Goliath and David. Goliath is this big gargantuan giant, and he's coming out to face the king. Well, he thought was going to be the king, but the king punked out. And then David ends up getting sent out to fight the battle that another man should have fought. See, there's some of you that God has given you opportunities that other people should have had, but they didn't show up for. And so you better maximize the moment that you have because the only reason you have it is because somebody else wouldn't show up for it. That's free. Watch this. Goliath shows up and Goliath taunts them for 40 days and 40 nights. And he says to them, who is your God? I mean, y'all ain't finna do nothing. Y'all ain't going nowhere. Y'all ain't nobody. I'm finna ha have my utter way with y'all. And then David comes out. David, he's got another man's armor on. He takes off Saul's armor. He goes out with five smooth stones. And as he goes out, you know the story. Goliath is thinking, who is this guy? For those of you in business, some of your competitors are thinking, who are they? Who, who, who's this guy? Who, 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 who's this? I've been around here for 22 years. Who, who's this? I've been at this company since we opened the doors. Who, 
Who is this? I've been with Bishop since he started. Who is Goliath thought this man is going to be no opposition for me because Goliath said, I am far superior to him in every single way. Goliath said, by my sheer height, all I got to do is throw my, I can slap him and make him fall down. My hand is bigger than his whole upper torso. You're missing what I'm saying. Goliath's overestimation of himself made him prideful. And the book says pride comes before a uh-huh. Uh, which means if you want to see somebody that's getting ready to fall, listen to how they begin to speak about the overestimation of themselves. But David comes up and David's like, oh, oh, really? He says, you must have not seen my resume. And Goliath said, I don't even want to see it. This is no match for me. But then, but then David announces it. He said, listen, uh, I fought a lion, and I didn't beat a bear. I, I taught this. You got to get it out of the book so a long time ago. Uh, a, a bear is an attack that catches you off guard. A lion is an attack that comes at you head on. He, he, he said, listen, now I've never watched this. I have no experience fighting giants, but I don't need experience. I got something better called preparation. See, some of y'all keep thinking you're not going to be able to do what it is that you desire to do because you don't have experience. But experience means nothing because you can be an experienced fool. Or you're not hearing what I'm saying. Uh, you can be an experienced idiot. No, what you want is preparation. Because preparation says, I may not have dealt with you, but what I learned in dealing with you and you prepared me to handle you. So David looks at Goliath and says, who is this uncircumcised, no covenant having Philistine that dared to defy the armies of the living God? You overestimated yourself, playboy. And what you don't know about me is what I've already conquered. You got to look at the situations you're facing and saying, what you don't know about me is what I've already, baby, I didn't been broke before. I didn't have people lie on me before. I didn't have to walk by myself before. Who am I preaching to? I've had to deal with this kind of stuff. You must not know my resume. I've had to preach myself to healing before. I've had to walk by myself before. I've had to walk in a room full of enemies before and still smile. If I knock that lion out, and if I knock that bear out, who in the... It's first Sunday. I ain't going to do that yet. I got to move. Then Kelly said, then Kelly said, you think you left me broken down. She says... You think I'd come running back. <laughs> she said, but baby, you don't know me because you're dead wrong. To touch your neighbor and say, you must not know about me. <laughs> Proverbs 26, 11, They're going to put it up. Don't flip there because you don't have time. Proverbs 26, 11, It says this. As a dog returns to his own vomit, so a fool repeats his own folly. <laughs> what, 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 what's this? Kelly was saying in her songs, she said, Oh, you just thought I was going to just come, come running back to you? Like I didn't have no options. You, you thought I was going to let you just treat me any old way? There's seven billion.
billion people on the planet. Why are you letting one ruin your day? I'm just asking. Put the verse up. As a dog returns to his own vomit, so a fool. Now, a fool, let's define that because let me say, I ain't no fool because I'm a Christian. A fool, what's this? A fool is one who lives as if there is no God. Which means you could be a Christian but still be a fool because your lifestyle suggests that you don't think he's there. Bishop, how do you know that? Because you don't act like he's there. You do what you want, when you want, how you want to do it. And then say, Lord, bless me. I'm talking to your neighbor. You got it. I'm talking to him. What's this? What's this? Kelly was preaching. See, that's why I'm a licensor. She was preaching. She said, as a dog returns to his own vomit, so a fool, check this out, repeats his folly. Folly is what fools do. They're foolish actions. Check this out. Check this out. Check this out. Check, check this out. Stop repeating the same actions, expecting different results. By definition, that means you're insane. Say this with me. Say, stop. The insanity. They've already proven to you that the truth is not their friend. And here you go walking right back over there expecting something different. I need to talk to my single people who keep going back to that same Tyrone them. Oh, oh it's like that. Oh, okay, cool. All right, so we can just do it like this then. Uh, no, I need that though because my pants too small. Or too big. My clothes too big. I've been, I've been losing too much weight. I've been losing too much weight. I don't want y'all talking about me. A, a, pastor, a pastor friend of mine last week, he said, Bishop, he, he said, you're losing so much weight. And, and he saw the back of my pants. He said, uh, y'all seen New Jack City? He said, Bishop, you look like Pookie from New, New Jack City. It just be calling me, man. It just be calling. Okay, all right, watch this. <laughs> if you're offended, please, come on, grow up. Really. Come on, if you can't have fun in church, if you just want to sit here and be religious, no wonder why you keep repeating the same. No, no wonder why you ain't never conquered nothing. Because you think can't nobody teach you nothing. That's why your life looks like it does. Touch your neighbor and say, I'm teachable. And tell them I'm not stuffy. They stand stuffy Christians. Work my nerve. Watch this. Some of you single folk, you, you keep trying to go back to some vomit. Now here's the problem with vomit. is not only is it what was consumed, but it is now mixed with acids that were only designed to be contained in a specific cavity. So now when you return to it and try to consume it, the acid that's in there now begins to burn your esophagus. So what happens is, this is why the scripture says that when you continue to repeat the same things, it becomes worse and worse and worse and worse. So Bishop, what are you trying to say? Stop going back to your dysfunctional coping mechanism. I know that you used alcohol to help get you through last year, but this is not that. 
Stop going back. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. I know you used overeating to get you through last year, but this is not that. I know you got depressed when something happened to you last year, but this is not that. Stop going back and repeating the same folly. The reality is, is that people always ask God for something new, but then they take what they get that's new and make it into what's old because they treat it like it's what was and not what is. And so you ask for a new friend, but then you treat that new friend like your old friend, and so they end up becoming the very thing that you didn't want for them to be. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. You, 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 you single people, you ask God to give you a, a, a new person. A new person comes in, but you end up making them pay for the mistakes that everybody else made. And so now you end up making him him, even though he don't know him. You make him him because you, you keep going back. And but check this out. It's not just about going back to a dysfunctional coping mechanism. Check this out. It's about going back to responding the same way you're used to responding. Now, listen, can we have an honesty check for a moment? How many, how many of y'all, when something happens uh, in your lifetime, you responded, but when you responded, you responded in English tongues that needed no kind of interpreter. Translation, cussing. Come on now. In your lifetime, just in your life. Don't y'all sit up here, oh, Bishop, I've never done that. Glory be to Jesus. When stuff happens, I just say, thank you, Lord. No, you know you didn't made up some cuss words through the years. You put some stuff together that ain't got no business being put together. And if you haven't done that, I'm scared of you because you're the quiet thunder. We need to get you to go see somebody about that because you finna pop any minute. Here's the point. Here's the point. Nothing is ever as bad as it initially seems. So then what you got to do when the scripture says, uh, don't be like a dog returning to his own vomit, is change the way you respond. See, last year you responded by getting mad and cussing everybody out and the dog. This year, you got to be like Job and say, Lord, I don't know what's going on, but I'm just going to worship. Before I open my mouth and cuss this or cuss that, I'm just going to work. Lord, I don't know how you're going to make a way, but I know you're going to make a way somehow. If you did it back then, you'll do it again. I, I, let me change how I respond. I'm not no dog. I'm not going to respond the same way. I. You got to change your response. So the next time your kids act crazy, you know you used to, you want to fight him and act all crazy and this kind of stuff. And that's why they be telling their friends at school, my mama be fighting too much. Daddy be fighting too much. So you got to change how you respond. Don't be like a dog going back to his own vomit. Change how you respond. The next time you get bad financial news, change how you respond. Rather than saying, this always happens to me. Instead, say, God, I can't wait to see how you're going to take this thing and turn it for my you know how I know it's going to turn for my good? Because I'm a tither. You know how I know it's going to turn for my good? Because I'm a giver. You Watch this, I got to move. I got to move. Then Kelly said, then, then Kelly said, then Kelly said, you heard that I was starting over with someone new. They told you I was moving on over you. Watch this. Sometimes you got to press while you're perturbed. Sometimes you got to build while you're bleeding. But no matter what, you can't stop pressing. See, I know it hurts. I know that you try to keep it out of sight, out of mind, and then when it pops back in your mind, you have a mini breakdown. I know that. I already know that. 
but, but, but sometimes you still got to rebuild. I'm bleeding. I'm hurting. But what I did is I put some neosporin on it. Y'all not hear what I'm saying. Which means, God, while you're healing me over here, I still got to build my life over here. I can't stop pressing. I can't stop pushing. I can't stop giving. I can't stop loving. Why? Because sometimes you just got to build while you're bleeding. You know what most of us do, though? When stuff like that, when devastation happens, we just, most people just shut down. People calling you on your phone, they can't find you. I, I had a past friend like that. Uh, I had a past friend like that, and I called him. I, I said, sir. He said, yes, sir. I said, sir, listen to me. I said, you are the most horrible friend on the face of the planet. That's what I told him. Amen. I just need to be honest with him. I said, because... You, you told me that you, 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 especially when you're in ministry and when you're in senior leadership and all that, it's difficult to find because folk be crazy, you understand? Just because folk got a mic to preach don't mean they less crazy. That's the gift working, not necessarily the character of the man. Okay. So, 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 so I, I told him, I said, I said, so, you know, we had all these because of our friendship and letting, see, I'm loyal. See, I'll be loyal to the end, you understand? I, let me tell you something. Listen, I'll help you lie to them. Just tell me the truth. I'll put the disguise on. I'll put the mustache on for you. I, now, I don't mean that literally. What I'm doing is demonstrating a point of loyalty. Here's what I'm trying to say. So I told him, I said, I said, I said you, 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 just, I said, you go through stuff and you just fall off the face of the planet and you disappear. And I said, that's not healthy. And I said, that's not right. I said, because while you're sitting here telling God, God, I'm by myself. I don't have nobody. I'm sitting here trying to find you. You're not hearing what I'm saying. I, 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 I said to him, I said, I, I said you, 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 you feel like you're alone, but that's of your choosing. And, and you feel like you're by yourself, but that's of your choosing. And most people, when we go through stuff, that's what happens. You just shut down. You don't want to answer the phone. You'll come to church on first Sunday, but... Rest of the month, I tried to get online, but something was going on my phone. I don't know what. Touch the neighbor and say, he's telling the truth. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to help you. Stop shutting down because there was a situation. Could you imagine, could you imagine, could you imagine a, a couple of years ago, I think it was 2011, in the month of August, uh, the company Apple had more money in the bank than the United States federal government. And I was shocked. I said, my God, they're making iPhones and iPads, and they got more money in the bank than the United States federal government. Now, just imagine, because everybody likes to criticize leadership, but you never know what you do if you were in the seat of leadership. Just imagine if you're the guy, if you're the CEO of the nation, i.e. our president, just imagine if you're the guy who's got to go look at the report to where a computer company has more money than you do. Imagine the stress of that. You sitting here talking about, ooh, I got $200 and I got $225 worth of bills. Imagine trillions of dollars worth of bills and $70 billion in the bank. Y'all not, y'all. Imagine that stress. That's why when they go in the office, they got nice, good hair. When they come out, it's just, I'm trying to get you to see something. Nothing in your life is ever as worse as it seems at the initial glance. So stop letting it shut you down. Stop letting it shut you off. Stop letting, listen, and then here's what, here's what Satan will do. You'll try to be spiritual about it. 
I just needed some time to pull away and get along with the Lord. But I don't think that's what you was doing in there. I think you was watching Lifetime for the ladies. I think you was watching wrestling for the fellas. You was in there watching repeats of Scandal on Netflix. That's what you was doing. You wasn't getting close to the Lord. Ooh, but that next season, God, dog, I tell you. Touch your neighbor and say, stop shutting down. Tell him again, say, stop shutting down. Listen, 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 I got to move, I got to move, I got to move. Uh, then she said, uh, you didn't think that I'd come back, that I'd come back swinging. You try to break me, but you see, li- listen, listen. Too many people do things to prove something to somebody else that isn't even watching. You're sitting here saying, they're going to see me happy. They're not even watching. They're going to see me make it. They don't even know your Facebook profile ID. Can I give you some wisdom? Can I give you some wisdom? Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. A wise man or woman only competes with himself. You are a fool if you put yourself in competition with somebody else that was dealt a different hand than you. You're not hearing what I'm saying. You know why you feel bad about your stuff? Because you're looking at somebody else with their stuff. The problem is you don't know the hand that they were dealt. You, you don't know the price they had to pay. A wise man only competes with himself, which means I want to be a better man on Monday than I was today. And so when I get to Tuesday, I want to be a better man then than when I was on Monday. And by the time I get to Wednesday, I ought to be much better than I was today. Because a wise man only is in competition with himself. I was meeting with a preacher this week. I won't call his name. I was meeting with a preacher this week, and, and he just had to give me all of his accomplishments and accolades and this and that. And I said, man, the thing is, you don't really know. I already know the real deal, but okay, whatever, cool. So you say whatever you feel like you got to say. But at the end of it, I said, I don't really understand what it is that you feel like you're accomplishing. That's great that these great things have happened. But what you suppose is that I care. Now, I'm not being, watch this, hear me. I'm not being pretentious or arrogant. What I'm saying is, is that thank God for what he was able to do for you with the hand you were dealt. The issue is, I ain't competing with you. Foreman is in competition with Foreman. You're not hearing what I'm saying, which means I never allow myself to get caught up trying to compete with somebody else that was dealt another hand than I was. You met with people like that this week in your own life. They have to tell you everything. At my last church, I was this, 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 I did this. Well, baby, we ain't there. Janet said, what have you done for Here's the point I'm making. Here's the point I'm making. Here's the point I'm making. Only compete with you. See, see, it's easy to look at the man over here, the woman over there, the person over there, and say, man, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish. The, the problem is, is that you don't know what hand they were dealt, and you don't know the price they're paying. And you're sitting there trying to prove something to somebody that's not even watching. Okay. I just said something right there. Because most people make bad decisions because they're trying to compete with somebody that they want to. 
The reason you got that $900 a month car note. Oh, y'all ain't going to say nothing? It's because you're sitting here trying to compete with your cousin that you only see once every other year at the family reunion. And you wanted them to see that you're making it too. Because they always told you you weren't going to be able to make it. And now you want them to see that you're making it. The problem is when you drove up, oh, that's you? Oh, okay. And now you got $36,000 worth of debt to have 35 seconds worth of pleasure. Because you're not in competition with you. You're trying to compete with somebody. I, I wish I had somebody right through here. What, what, what's this? What's this? What, what, what's this? What, what's this? What, what, what's this? Look, look what she said. I, I got to move. She says, thanks to you, I got a new thing started. Thanks to you, I'm not brokenhearted. Thanks to you, I'm finally thinking about me. What, what's this? You know that you've entered a place of forgiveness when you can say thank you to the people and to the situations that devastated you. <laughs> You know you've entered a place of forgiveness when you can look at that person and say, thank you. What, what you thinking me for? Thank you so much for lying on me. I didn't realize how important I was around here until I, you're not hearing what I'm saying. Thank you so much for cheating on me. Well, why are you saying thank you? Because I didn't even realize I was more valuable than that. You're not hearing what, you, you got to be able to look at those situations and say thank you. That's, that's how you know when you've stepped into a place of forgiveness. When you can say thank you mother that you didn't do the job you should have done. I'm not mad at you anymore. It taught me what not to be. Thank you father for not doing the job that you should have done. I'm not mad at you. Just showed me the man I didn't need to be. Thank you. Thank you for laying me off. Had you not laid me off, I never would have started working on my business. Thank you. Thank you for, I wish somebody just shout thank you right here. I'm just thankful for the thing that was supposed to knock me out was the thing that pushed me for. Thank you. Thank you for getting on Facebook and spreading gossip. Thank you. They didn't know who I was until you had done that. Free publicity. I didn't even have to pay the PR company nothing. Because you know that's how folks talk about you now is they'll get on the computer. Because a Judas will never say what they have to say to your face. They're only bold enough to say it when you're not there. And sometimes they'll kiss you, then they'll diss you. Right. Watch this. Look at this. I, I got to move. I got to move. Y'all give me time? Yeah. Look at what she said. She said, you know, in the end, the day you left me was just my beginning. In the end. God uses your trials and tribulations and what looks like the end to reveal himself in a greater way to you. See, the Bible says he is Alpha and Omega, which in the Greek alphabet would mean he was A to Z. He's the beginning and the end. But check this out. If he's the beginning and the end, that means when I get to the end, I got back to the beginning. You missed it. Because if he's the beginning and the end, that means when I'm at the beginning, I'm at the end. But when I'm at the end, I'm actually at the beginning because he's both at the same time. Bishop, what are you trying to say? When you're faithful to God, I think there's some people in this place that say, Bishop, I may not do everything right, but this one thing I know, that I love me some him and he loves him some me. When you're faithful to God, what looks like the end of your story is really just the beginning. Stop putting periods where God's trying to put commas. 
And then here's the chorus. She says, what doesn't kill you, come on, you can stand a little, doesn't mean I'm lonely when I'm alone. Watch this. You got to learn to love you. Now, now, now I, I, know this is, I know this is tough. I know this is tough because, because so many people are, are, are trying to get love from everything else but themselves. The greatest company you have is you. The greatest asset you have is yourself. If you don't love you, you won't be able to offer anyone else love. And so that's why you get in, in these relationships and these friendships with people. And you say, Bishop, I just don't understand how they could do that. Well, I can tell you how they could do that. They can't give you what they don't have. You're sitting here trying to make a, a million-dollar deposit from somebody that just opened their account yesterday, and they only put the $20 minimum deposit in there. You, you cannot extract from something something that it does not possess. And so, and so, and so, and so, and so, sell it. Kelly, she says, she says, she says, uh, what doesn't kill you, make you stronger, stand a little taller. It doesn't mean I'm lonely when I'm alone. Check this out. Check, check this out. This is for the single people. The Bible said it's not good for man to be alone. It did not say it's not good for man to be single. Bishop, what are you trying to say? Because some of y'all are saying, I really, I'm going to really love me when I get me a, 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 a boo. I'm talking to single people. And, and dysfunctional married people. Say amen. And I know what some of you are thinking, Bishop, how can you tell people about marriage? You're not married. Have you read the book? Everybody that's teaching you about marriage in the book wasn't married. Paul, giving all the marriage advice, ain't got a wife to first. But he had counseled enough crazy folk to where he was like, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. No, stay away from that. Jesus didn't have no girlfriend. I don't care what the Da Vinci Code said. And here Jesus telling everybody how to be married. So for those of you that think you got a uh, uh, one up, whoop, there it is. I thought you knew. Preparation versus experience. She, 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 she said, she said, she said, uh, she said, what doesn't kill you? She said, it makes you stronger. Stand a little taller. Doesn't mean I'm lonely when I'm alone. The, the, the issue that many people have is that when they get with individuals, they are trying to make extractions. Watch this. Without making deposits. And you want to withdraw from them, but because you got fear, you won't make any deposits. And so then you stand back and say, see, they're just like everybody else. Because you made it that way because you emptied the account. Happens with friends. You there to help them. You, I mean, you praying for them. You getting them scriptures. You, you hand delivering CD packages over there to them because they wouldn't get up and get in the car and drive two minutes to come to church. And you doing all this. And you helping them walk. And you doing all that. And as you're doing all that, uh, they go and then they, get, they finally get built up. And then guess what? Then the cycle turns, and now you're the one that's going through a little something. You try to call them. I might have to call you back. Y'all going to look at me like that, like that ain't happened to you? You're like, wait a minute. When you called me at 1.45 in the morning, I answered the phone. And now you got to call me back? Oh, no, it's going to be some smoke in the city. It's going to be some repercussions. It's a misunderstanding that's going on around here. What are you? And when you're trying to get some help from them, Anybody know what I'm going Well, just pray.
That's good. That's real good. But I gave you scriptures, CDs, Bishop's books, tapes, DVDs, podcasts. And I just spent 45 minutes telling you the situation. And the only thing you got to say is, just pray. Okay. But what, what am I trying to illustrate? I'm trying to illustrate deposits, withdrawals. Which means if you can't learn to enjoy you, you are always going to be at a deficit when you're around other people. See, if you can't take your own self out to eat, watch this, without being on the phone with somebody else the whole time. It's real quiet in here. If you can't take your own self to the movie, somebody's like, Bishop, that's weird. No, it's not. You better learn how to have company with yourself. Because there's going to be some times that they ain't even going to have an answer if you do call them. It's going to be some times where you got to be like David. You're going to have to encourage yourself. There's going to be some times you got to pull yourself out of your own pit. Anybody ever been there where you had to pull your own self out of your own pit? And you said, I've done all of this for all these other people. But it's going to be some times you have to say, get up. You're you going to make it. Stop crying. Push them tears back. Stop crying and whining about Come on up out of here. You're going to make it. There's some days you're going to have to wake up and say, God, I really don't want to do this today. Oh, but I got to keep pressing. What doesn't kill you makes a fighter. Footsteps even lighter doesn't mean I'm over because you're gone. Watch this. Can I let you in on a secret? I don't know if we're going to get a chance to talk to Joseph today. Might talk to JoJo another time. The size of the enemy that you face shows you the value that you really possess. Have you ever considered what is it about you that attracts the size of enemy? And you're trying to say to yourself, why am I dealing with this? Can I tell you a secret? You don't send an army for a shrimp. Let me talk to this side, because they ain't saved over there. You don't send an army for a shrimp. You, 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 you don't send the general for a nobody. You, you, you don't throw everything you've got after somebody that must not be going anywhere. Can I tell you something? The size of enemy that you face determines the value that you possess. What is it about you that your enemy understands about you that you haven't yet figured out about yourself? What, what is it? What is it about you that, that would cause hell to unleash everything it's got? And you're sitting here trying to say, I ain't messing with nobody. Come on, somebody. I ain't starting nothing with nobody. I'm just trying to live my, I'm just trying to do this little thing. I ain't Why y'all messing with me? I didn't say nothing. I, I was just minding my business and that's where Joseph was. Joseph said, I wasn't messing with nobody. If the army got unleashed, you must be bigger and better and wiser and stronger than you even knew. 
Touch your neighbor and say, I'm bad. Tell them, say, I'm bad. And, and, and for those of you that don't understand, that's a good bad. It's a southern colloquialism, which means the opposite and antithetical thought of what's stated. <laughs> Think about it for just 15 seconds. Why did sickness come knocking at your door? You ain't messing with nobody. Why, why, did, why did all of these issues come knocking at your door? Maybe because there's something in you. Can, can, can we go here real quick? Let's jaywalk through the scriptures real quick. Uh, look at Jesus. You know, Jesus, he's born. He's born in a manger. Two years pass by before the wise men actually make it to him. They don't bring three gifts. It's, or they don't bring, it's not three wise men, but it's three gifts that they bring. They come, they greet him, because you always bring a gift for a king. But remember, they tried to kill Jesus. The king issued a decree and said, I tell you what, kill all the firstborn. Because we need to do whatever we can do to stop him. Because, watch this. While he looks like a baby today, while he looks like he ain't that much to, I'm here to tell somebody, don't you despise your small beginnings. See, while he looks like a baby today, there's an avenger in there, and there's a king in there, and if we let that thing that's inside of that boy develop, He's going to grow up and he's going to overthrow us. The seed that's in you is what the enemy's after. So if he can frustrate you with this stuff, he can destroy the seed. Because you're looking and saying, the seed isn't that much right now. But, but that's because your enemies have peeked down the road and you apparently have not. Can, can, can I move? Can I move? Watch this. I, I got to move. I, I, I got to get you this. I got to get you this. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger, stronger, just me, myself, and I. The truth is that the title of the song and the prudence it's trying to impart is not always true. What doesn't kill you that you choose to learn from and apply to your life makes you stronger. Otherwise, I said this earlier, what doesn't kill you kills you over time. Bishop, what are you talking about? Joseph, Joseph, Joseph was a man that uh, I'm sure if this song was out uh, several thousand years ago, Joseph would have been jamming to it. He would have got on his chariot and just turned up his satellite radio and just been like, he would have been going. Because Joseph was man. Can I tell you about Joseph real quick? Will y'all let me borrow five minutes from you? Joseph's devastation came through repeated betrayal. In fact, his whole life consisted of unmet expectations of loyalty from others. You know, betrayal is the breaking or violation of a presumptive contract, trust, or confidence that produces moral and psychological conflict within a relationship. Betrayal is, I expected this, but you did that. How could you do that to me? And it's interesting because you, you can't be betrayed by an enemy. You can only be betrayed by someone that you trust. Uh, 
Betrayal is often motivated by envy. I'm going to help somebody right through here. Uh, uh, the thing about envy is envy will always eat you up because it's making you desire something that you don't really know what it is that you're desiring in the first place. And most betrayers don't even realize they're betrayers and they're confused because since they've been betrayed, they want others to feel what they felt, so they do it. And sometimes they do it subconsciously, not even knowing that they're a snake. Uh, betrayal, though, occurs just prior to defining moments. Can I say this to you? The bigger the vision, the bigger the betrayal. The bigger the future, the bigger the betrayal. Uh-huh. The bigger the dream, the bigger the betrayal. Uh-huh. And when someone's a betrayer, anybody have been betrayed in here? Watch this. When someone's a betrayer, I got four minutes left. It's followed by, watch this, lies and then people that believe the lies. Uh-huh, because then they'll kiss you, then they'll diss you. It, it wasn't Joseph's fault that he was favored by his father. You know uh, Joseph's father, his daddy's name was Jacob, which the Lord later changed to Israel. He was Jacob's 11th son uh, with Rachel. Uh, it's interesting because parts of Joseph's experience in life really mirror and echo ours. It wasn't Joseph's fault that he had a dream that didn't involve him being a nobody all of his life. It's not your fault that you don't want to be dysfunctional like the rest of your bloodline all your life. It's not your fault that you say, listen, I refuse to operate in lack the way the generations before. That's not your fault. Tell somebody say, that's not my fault. That's not, it's not my fault that I'm not going to walk around being a zero when I got a Jesus that can make me a superhero. It's not my fault. Watch this, watch this. Joseph had two dreams when he was 17 in Genesis 37 and 7, but he told the dreams to the wrong people. Uh -huh, mm -hmm, write this. The reason that your teenage years can be so tumultuous is because in those years there is something quite supernatural that begins to occur. Uh, that's why I'm so passionate about us speaking life into our students because it is in those teenage years where they're not quite a man or a woman, uh, but they're not quite a child anymore. It is in that transitive time. That supernatural things begin to occur because the essence of who they're going to be for the next 30 to 40 years is developed in their teenage years. You might be 40 or 50 or 60 sitting up in here today, but the reality is, is that who you are today was formed from what happened to you in your teenage years. Y'all not going to hear what I'm saying. So Joseph, as he's 17 years old, he shares his dream and he shares it with the wrong people. Touch your neighbor and say, be careful who you talk to. Be careful. Uh -huh. Because people that have never seen a dream come to pass in their life might not be the happiest when you have one. And unfortunately, I need to tell you the truth, sometimes it might be your own flesh and blood. Watch this. Jacob gives Joseph this really nice Armani jacket. They didn't have Armani, so the Bible calls it a tunic of many colors that his brother stripped him of. See, what us this? What made him distinct from his other brothers is what they attacked about him. If you want to know what makes you valuable, look at what people attack about you. When you find out what people attack about you, you found your difference. And your difference is where your value comes from. You, you didn't you understand what I just said. Uh, your value is not from what makes you and your neighbor similar. Your value comes from what makes you different than them. Because since you're different than them, you can solve a different problem than them. And the problem that you solve determines the provision that you experience. Okay, all right. Get the tape. Watch this. Watch this. They, 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 his brothers, they strip him of the coat. And they throw him into a pit and they sell him into slavery. And then they lie to the father and tell their father, Jacob or Israel, they tell him when he was devoured by a wild beast. And it's interesting because the pit was pitiful. It represents hurt, represents shame. And the thing about the pit is that there are always pit vipers in the pit. You know what vipers do? They hiss. 
secrets and conversations and gossip and uh, and he said and she said they hiss. And what's interesting is while Jacob is in this pit, check this out. While he's in this pit, all this stuff's going on. Check this out. Betrayal and devastation can lead to a breakdown. You know when you break down? When you start looking down and around. You you know why some of you walked in here so heavy today? It's because when you walked in here, you were looking down and you were looking around. That's how you have a breakdown. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Or it can lead to a breakthrough. Now, those are the only two options when you're in a pit. Touch your neighbor and say, you only have two options. Uh-huh. And I think there's some people in this place that that's where you feel like you're at right now. And, and in just about three minutes, those are preaching minutes, so it's a little longer. In just about three minutes, I'm going to preach you up out of that pit. I don't know who it is for, but in just about three minutes, tell somebody saying, just about three minutes, tell them, say, I'm coming up out of my pit. I, I'm coming up out of this. Watch this. When in the pit, you know what we often ask God? Why me? How this going to happen to me? God, how, how could you let this happen? You ever felt like God let something happen to you? You ever felt like, can we just have an honest moment? You ever felt like God was sitting back watching and getting pleasure from watching you do that? And you're like, God, now why is it? Now, how in the world... Okay. When you're in the pit, don't ask why me. Instead, ask what next. I ain't staying down here. I'm not getting stuck down here. You can hiss all you want to hiss. You can say all what you want to say. But baby, what doesn't kill me is going to... Joseph eventually, I got to move, makes his way as a slave in the house of a military leader named Potiphar. And Potiphar eventually makes Joseph the overseer of his entire household. And things are beginning to look up for Joseph. And then another bomb gets dropped on him. Here it is, another devastating situation because the Bible says Joseph was a good-looking man. And Potiphar's wife tries to lie with Joseph, and he refuses, so she sets him up. It's a lifetime movie of the century. Do you understand what I'm saying? Joseph had worked, watch this, in Potiphar's house for 10 years. And at the end of 10 years, old girl, got to watch out for old girl. And you got to watch out for old dude. That is a southern colloquialism, which means that their fella <laughs> and that their young lady. After 10 years of being faithful to Potiphar, one lie by Potiphar's wife makes him say to Joseph, you going to jail, man. And what's interesting is, check this out, is that Joseph is still loyal even though he was betrayed. Because here's the deal. He could have slept with his, her wife, his wife. You know, and women like that, she wouldn't have said nothing. Oh, y'all, okay. So y'all going to act like we don't live in the real world? 80012? Say 90210. Jewel Place. Nero's place. Watch this. He could have done that. You know why? Because he could have said to himself, I deserve that because people have treated me poorly, so I should treat him the way I've been treated. I'm going to help somebody. Uh huh. Because when you feel like you are deserving to do something you know you got no business doing, it comes at the hands of you feeling like, well, if, if they did me like that. Okay. Watch this. Watch this. He, he worked in his house for 10 years, and he was loyal to him. But what I love about Joseph is he never let what happened to him get in him. Yeah. 
The password is loyal. While you're going through your devastation, God enrolls you in what's called the UFC. You know what the UFC is? The University of Character. You know what makes you integral today? It's because all the folks that lied to you in the past. You know what makes you loyal today? Is all the people that have been disloyal to you in the past. You know what makes you caring today? Is all the hurt and hell that people in your past. Uh huh, uh huh. You ready for class 101 of the University of Character? Step over it, don't run into it. Here it is, watch this, here it is, watch this, watch this, watch this. So in life, in life, you have a devastating situation. And this is what most of us do. We just run right into it. We just, and then you back up, now you shut down. And then you get back up and say, I'm, 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 and then you run right back into it. You keep running right back into it. Class 101 of the University of Character is don't run into it. If you can't step over it, that's too tall, I can't do that. <laughs> if you can't step over it, watch this, then you step aside of it. See, this is, this is what some of y'all got right in front of you now. And every time you try to move forward, you just get. <laughs> Can I give you a suggestion? Stop walking the same way. Sidestep it. You got, you got, that's, that's one option. The other option is, is you can be like Jesus. I say unto you. I ain't got no Bible readers in here. I say unto you, mountain, get out of my way. Now, you can act like you don't hear me, but I know that you hear me because everything has ears to hear. I can walk aside of it. I can speak to it. University character. First lesson. Don't run into it. Touch your neighbor and say, stop running into it. You, some of y'all, you set yourself up to be mad. And you keep running into it. And you keep getting angry about it. Watch this. Joseph, I got to move. Joseph is thrown into prison. Say prison. But not just any prison. He's thrown into the king's prison. And it's interesting because even though it was bad, it was all good. It's a paradox because how can things be bad and good at the same time? But it's interesting because in prison, Joseph becomes the warden of the prison while being a prisoner himself. Make any sense to you? How it is you going to run the prison that you are in, a prisoner in? Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. Because you know, uh, uh, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Watch this. Joseph begins to interpret dreams in prison. And it's interesting because he uses that as his outlet since his dream wasn't yet realized. Which means while you're waiting on something great to manifest for you, you got to help somebody else reach theirs. That's why the scripture teaches that what I make happen for others, God makes happen for me. And one of the men in the prison, I got to move, is the chief butler uh, to Pharaoh. And he tells him about Joseph. And Joseph interprets Pharaoh's dream. And Pharaoh makes Joseph the de facto prime minister over all of Egypt. Now, check this out. No matter what happened and what situation Joseph found himself in in the Bible, it says these words. The Lord was with Joseph. He was a successful man. And he found favor. And the Lord made him prosper in all that he sets his hand to. Now, I don't know about you, but that's a conundrum. That means a tough problem. I, I, I don't know about you, but how is it that Joseph can get thrown into a pit, lied on by an old girl, thrown into prison, 
And yet the Bible, everywhere it records his name, it says he's a successful man that's found favor that the Lord made prosper in all that he set his hand to. Can I let you in on something? It's because every time somebody called his name, they thought they were saying Joseph. But what they didn't understand is what the name Joseph meant in the Hebrew. Can I preach right through here? Uh, the name Joseph in the Hebrew means the Lord continues to increase me. This whole section just missed it. Uh, which means, watch this. The reason that what doesn't kill me makes me stronger is because my other name is Joseph. Which means the Lord continues to increase me. Knock me back if you want to and watch me come back stronger than I was. But the Lord continues to. That's why Joseph could be in the prison and God still say he's favored. That's why you might be going through hell right now, but God still says you're favored. You might feel like throwing him the towel right now, but God still says you're favored. Why? Because you got another name. I dare you to high-five somebody and tell them what that other name is. Tell them, tell them. Here it is. 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 Despite the family trouble. Despite the money problems, despite the divorce, despite being locked up, whatever, even when it looks like you're declining, you're just being set up for increase. And I'm through, but I had to get you here because I needed you to see this because I need to declare this over you today. Watch this. Eventually, many years later, what Joseph dreamed come to pass. Check this out. And Joseph has two sons. He has, he has two sons. Somebody say two sons. Two sons. Yes, say it again. Say two sons. Two sons. See, th these are the two kids that all of the hell you've been through, these are the two kids you were having. See, what you didn't know, even fellas, what you didn't know is, is you were in labor. This whole section, I need y'all to get saved right after church. Now, let's see. Are y'all? What you didn't understand, la ladies that have had some children, uh, uh, I just need you to just help because the fellas, we don't understand that. We see it on TV and we see y'all hollering in the hospital and like, that's all right, baby. It's going to be all right. Just keep on pushing. Just keep on pushing. Just, you're doing good. You're doing real good, baby. You're doing real good. We don't understand. Ladies, uh, 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 if your pain was like 10 being the highest and, and 1 being the lowest and 5 being kind of all right, if you were at 5 when you were giving labor to your children, would you just make some noise right here? Wow. Praise God for you. 7. Would you make some noise right there? Okay, thank God for you. For those of you who, who, who your pain was on 10 plus, would you just? Now, here's why I need you to do that. Because the fellas, we're like, I don't know nothing about nothing what you're talking about. I just, just had a baby. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to run down and get something to eat. You want something to eat? I'm gonna get, look like you want some ice cream, baby. Let me go get you some ice cream. I, well, I don't know what you want me to do. You ain't going to break my hand. I don't know you ain't going to. Here it is, here it is, here it is. Say, I was having kids. Say it again, I was having kids. There were two children that Joseph had to where at the end of his life, or, or the end of his father's life, rather, he brings these two children before his father. And these are the two children that everything, uh, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, that everything you've been going through was to make you have these two kids. See, I got two kids. 
Uh-huh. Watch this. Here, here's what you were having because you were in labor. Here, here the two kids are. The first one, his name is Manasseh. Manasseh means the Lord has made me forget. <laughs> Joseph, Joseph said, Joseph said, I should be mad as heaven. First Sunday. Ooh, but next Sunday, gloves is off. I should be on an episode of Snapped, Locked Up, Something, Cops. He said, but the reason that I'm not is because when I had an opportunity to be like that dog and return to my vomit, I had a son. And my son's name is, the Lord made me. You ever look back over your life and people were telling you stories? You're like, I don't even remember when that happened. I don't even remember that. Really? They said that about me? I don't even remember that. Why? Because you had a Manasseh. And a Manasseh means I forgot the pain. I remembered the lesson. I forgot the pain. I I forgot about my limitations. I forgot about the people that said I wasn't going to make it. I forgot about that. He, he said, he said, the Lord has made me forget. Listen to me. Forget your limitations. Fear. Watch this. Come here, Will. Danger is real. Fear is a choice. Tell your neighbor, say, you're running from nothing. Ain't nothing behind you but goodness and mercy. Why not? What you running from? <laughs> forget, forget the fear that you developed from messing up in the past. See, some of y'all, the reason you can't succeed is because every time you get an opportunity to succeed, you remind yourself of your own failure. So then you make this a failure because you keep reminding yourself of your failure. And then you keep saying, I don't know why I keep failing. Because you ain't let that baby pop out. But then here's the second baby, and this is where we tear the church up. The second child's name is Ephraim, which means double fruitful. Since I forgot about my pain and started focusing on my gain, and since I forgot about my limitations and I started focusing on my opportunities, y'all not hearing what I'm saying. The Lord makes me double fruitful. Y'all, y'all not hearing. Some of y'all don't understand it. That, that's why you ain't tearing the church up yet. Double fruitful means this. I was supposed to get, give, 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 me, give me another water bottle. You know the water bottle? Anybody got no water? Give me that baby bottle. <coughs> Y'all get the point. Y'all get the point though. Pretend this is full of water and it's got condensation on it and there's a harvest water bottle. Watch this. You were originally planned, after all that stuff, you were originally designed to just get this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But since you serve a God 
that can do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask. God says, I got a little something, something extra for you. You weren't planning on this. You weren't planning on owning the business and the house. You weren't planning on owning the car and the business. You're not here. But I got double for you. I wish somebody would shout in this place about double. I said I wish somebody would shout in this place. You're not believing what I'm saying. I was only supposed to get that. But because the Lord made me forget, I Not only are you getting healed, but you're getting the financial breakthrough at the same time. Not only are your crazy children coming home, but they coming home with scripture. I wish somebody would shout double all in this place. Not only am I getting my record clean, but God's going to set me up to help other people. Shout double. The Lord, the Lord, he made me forget. And while I was forgetting about that pain, he was over there saying, have some more. And have some more. And have some more. And have some more. In the old church, they used to say it like this, he'll give you double for your trouble. And I don't know about you, but baby, I've been through some trouble. I've had to walk through some floodwaters. I've had to see the breakers dashing, and I've had to see the thunder rolling, but I'm glad that he's going to give me that. I just wish somebody that believed that by faith, don't wait till the battle is over. Shout not. Don't wait till double shows up. Shout not. Don't wait until you see it in your driveway. Shout not. Double, 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 double. I know they lied on you, but double, double, double. I know they walked out on you, but double. I got two kids. I got two kids. Where I'm from, we call them cheering. I got two cheering. I got Ephraim. And Manasseh. And, and what was the trip about the whole thing? Is when the father, when Jacob was blessing the sons, Joseph brought his sons to him. I, I've preached on it before. He brought his sons. And, uh, and while they were there, the right hand supposed to go on the older son. Uh, because the right hand is the hand of blessing. The hand of impartation. So that's how some of you feel. You feel like you've gotten looked over. You, you feel like nobody's noticed. You feel like, you know, like nobody's paid attention to your contributions. And, and so in that moment when Joseph brings uh, his sons to his father to bless them, the son does something, or the father does something crazy. I want to know what he does. His hands should have went like this. You know what he does? And the first, 
shall be last. And the last. I know you feel like you're at the end of the line right now. But that's only because God's getting ready to. I'm finna preach somebody in here. Am I talking to you? I know you feel like you keep getting left out. But that's only because God's getting ready. I dare you to shout, cross it up, Lord. Cross. I de- yeah, uh, that's what the cross does. The cross gives me what I don't deserve. The cross gives me what I didn't earn. The- shouldn't have that job, but he shouldn't have my right mind, but he shouldn't still have the strength to fight, but he We're going to start a dance. Now cross it up. Now cross it up. Hey. No. Stand on your feet. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews. So you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Since 1981, Unbound has connected people like you with families worldwide on their self-directed paths out of poverty. A brighter future is possible for these families when we all walk together. Sponsor a child today, and you'll help a family take the first steps on their path. Change their future in just one click. Start walking with your new friend today at unbound.org walk.